Welcome back. Bob Black back with you. Sports Huddle continues this afternoon. We are loving bowl season and the fact that we've got four teams in the Commonwealth of Virginia that are heading to bowl games. That gives us plenty to talk about. This segment, we're going to zero in and focus in on the James Madison Dukes and their Armed Forces Bowl game coming up against Air Force a week from Saturday down there in Fort Worth, Texas. Time to talk with wide receiver Phoenix Sproles of the JMU Dukes who joins us this afternoon. Phoenix, thanks for spending some time with us. Uh, how are you? How are the how are the prep going for uh, for the Armed Forces Bowl? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me on the show. Uh, man, things are going good. Had some good practices. Have another um, practice today and two more throughout this week, and then obviously another practice practice week next weekend. Things are looking good for us. Well, I know they've been good practices, but I assume they've been different practices. Let's mm-hmm. start there. What has this transition been like with Coach Signetti leaving and several of his assistant coaches going with him? Coach Chesney coming in. I know he's at practice, but not having a heavy hand, I don't think, in what you're doing. I know you won't play for him because this is your last year of eligibility. What has that whole transition for your football team been like? Yeah, I mean, it, it has been uh... – has been a little crazy, a little different. Um, obviously, um, Coach Cignetti left, and he took a large amount of you know the the staff with him. Um, me personally, obviously, uh, the offensive coordinator, Coach Shanahan, left, and obviously the receivers coach as well, and then Coach Tina, the quarterback coach. Um, so we lost obviously our, our offensive uh, coordinator, which obviously calls the plays. So that's, that's something you want to, you definitely need for a game. So um, the good thing is Coach Robo, um, our offensive line coach, that became our head coach has been doing a tremendous job of getting us ready, bringing alongside his friends and coaches that, he, that, that he's coached for and coached with um, to our team. They came to JMU, and they're helping us out. Uh, so we have a lot of support staff here. Um, our GAs, pretty much every coach that left, um, the GA of that coach has stepped up. So our receivers, our receiver GA, Coach Reed, um, he's basically our receivers coach now. Um, he's doing a tremendous job. And the other GAs on the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball, all doing good jobs too so uh, man we're getting through it uh you know you got to handle adversity and um this is our adversity and we're we're powering through it it's really an incredible story, and I think the nation is going to learn about that story when you get to the bowl game down there in Fort Worth that you've just described to us about how you guys are prepping. How much does it help that you're a pretty veteran bunch on the on the offensive side, particularly, obviously, uh, your five years at North Dakota State and, and three championships mm-hmm. there, one of them coming against JMU. I'll get into that in a moment. <laughs> but, you know, just the fact that you have a lot of veteran guys that, you know, hopefully can prep the right way for this game, right? Exactly. Um, it's crazy because I've been through this transition before. Um, I came in 2018 in North Dakota State with Coach Kleiman, who's now the head coach at Kansas State. Um, he took the Kansas State job after my first year, and Coach Entz became the head coach after that. Um, so I saw, I've seen what it's like to have, you know, obviously we had a coach that was already previously on the staff with Coach Kleiman become our head coach, so it wasn't too much change, but um, even just that, um, probably preparing for this right here and um, just being being there for these young guys that, you know, had some doubts and some uncertainty because um, obviously they came in for certain coaches and um, those coaches are no longer here. So they're obviously were a little scared, um, just kind of just confused or, or thinking about what's next for them. And, uh, you know, my job and the older guys' job is just to hold everything together and um, just let them know, like, you, like, you can control – you only control what you, what you control, uh, control the controllables. And uh, that's something we talk a, a lot about here at JMU. And um, shoot, I was being, like you said, just being an older guy, um, 
you know, things change. <laughs> change is going to happen uh, regardless at some point. You just got to be ready for it. And you got to adapt to it. Hey, this is a little bit of an aside, Phoenix, before we get back to JMU. But you mentioned, you know, the transition at North Dakota State and Coach Enns taking over. And now he's leaving, right? He's taking a job mm-hmm. with, with Southern Cal. Um, I'm sure you stayed in touch with, with some of your buddies out there at North Dakota State. Did that, that blindside them? Did it surprise you that he was moving on to take a, an assistance position at a big-time school at USC? Yeah, I mean, I knew at some point, obviously, um, you know, these younger coaches, like, they want to, you know, they have dreams, too, just like us football players. We have dreams of playing at the highest level, coaching at the high, or playing at the highest level. And, obviously, these coaches have the same dreams as well. They want to coach at the highest level, as they should. Um, so, like, Coach Ed, like, that, blind, that blindsided me. Obviously, I'm not at the program anymore, so I don't know if maybe that was circulating or anything like that. Um, but that definitely caught me off guard. Um, but I think it's much deserving. Um, he's been a tremendous head coach. Uh, won a lot of games, impacted a lot of lives, and um, now he can do that at the highest level, the FBS level, Power Five level. Um, and I know he'll he'll do just that at USC, and um, he'll he'll be perfectly fine. The guys at North Dakota State, that I'm, I'm still talking to, um, it surprised them obviously, but they understand it. And um, something that NDSU does a lot is you know they continue to continue to have that success, just like JMU continue to have that success after a change like that. Um, so they'll be fine. How much um, of your move from North Dakota State, where obviously wildly successful, you were as well, championships, all of that, how much of your move was about your hopes and dreams to move from a great FCS program to now a fledgling FBS program that potentially can be your next step to what I would assume is your ultimate goal? How much of all this was about your hopes and dreams? Yeah, um, you know, Mostly all of it. Um, you know, you only got you only have one shot at this this thing called life, as you know. And um, I don't want to leave anything, uh, regret anything, or leave anything out there. You know, I never have plans to leave NDSU. Um, but these, you know, these transfer portal times are crazy. Like people are transferring more often than they've ever had. Obviously, COVID played a part in that. And you know, I wasn't supposed to have a six year, so it all kind of <laughs> happened that it just, you know, it just came to me that it's something I needed to do for my career, my personal growth. Um, you know, I always, want, I always dreamt of playing at the highest level, the FBS level. Obviously, we're not a Power 5 school, but we still played a lot of good FBS football teams, and we did play a, a Power 5 school. Um, so I, I did everything that I wanted to do as a college player, and I can look back and say that I did, I did everything I could. Um, so for, if whatever happens, I don't get to the NFL or whatever professional league after college, I could say that I gave it my all in college, and I, I won't have any regrets. Um, why JMU and why six mm-hmm. years? I mean, that's that's a lot for a body to take, <laughs> Phoenix, whether you're a wide receiver, probably more so for a defensive or offensive lineman. But six years of college football, that's a lot for one body to take. That is. Um, I think about it all the time. But then I think about, you know, what else would I be doing? Um, this is this is exactly what I would, would want to do anyways. Um, whether it was in the professional level, I'd be playing football for another year if I wasn't at college anyway. So, um, I just think of it as, you know, everything happens for a reason. Um, I had some injuries in college that gave me an extra year or two years, really. Um, so I, I really played, in my six years, I played three full seasons, and I played four games of the fall of 2022. So I've only played um, that amount of games. I think I'm 59, 59-3 total in games i played, 59 wins wow. and three losses. <laughs> um, a lot of football, a lot of knowledge. I wouldn't take it back for anything, and I think it's just going to prepare me for um, this next level and this next step. 
Every NFL team is going to want you when you put that one loss record on your resume, you know. They're going to say, he's a yeah, winner. Yeah. We're, we're, going to, we're, we're going to take him. When you decided to come to JMU, what was the back and forth with your new teammates who you probably went up against in some of those games yeah. when JMU played, played North Dakota State in the, in the FCS postseason? Uh, it was funny. They, they had a bunch of stories about how they prepared – uh, for us at North Dakota State, and I had some stories about how we how we prepared for them uh, playing against the JMU in 2019 and 2021. Um, man, we knew right, every time at North Dakota State, every time we played JMU, it was going to be a game. We knew what those guys could do there, and I think that's what brought my attraction when I hit the transfer portal. Is one, I knew what type of offense they had. Like, they had an explosive offense. I think that's what uh, Antoine Wells, uh, the receiver for South Carolina, he transferred to South Carolina. He had two thousand yard seasons. Uh, I saw what he could do and the positions he was put in and obviously the, how explosive the offense was as a whole. And it kind of made my decision easy when I was in the portal. Uh, it was everything I was looking for in the offense. You know, um, you know they do run the ball a fair amount of times, but they also they do throw the ball a lot as well. And that's something I really wanted to, wanted to get to, um, just, to just to have the ball potentially in my hands more um, and run more routes and just be more of a tempo offense, uh, more spread offense and, uh, that's exactly what Jane you had, and it's what I want to be a part of, and it's what I've been doing. Uh, nearly 50 catches this year, almost 400 yards, three touchdowns. So obviously you're an integral part of this offense. Phoenix Sproles catching up with him from James Madison. Just a couple more for you. We'll let you go. Kind of one one football, maybe one non-football related. Mm-hmm. Um, this whole bowl thing, Phoenix, how did you guys kind of compartmentalize that, handle it, get through it, the whole litigation of trying to get you, you know, legitimately eligible for a bowl as opposed to getting the bowl because there weren't enough teams that had, had six wins. How did how did you guys handle all of that? And it, it seems like it's worked out where you're, you're going to a, you know the Armed Forces Bowl. You're going to get a chance to get a 12th win on the season. It was crazy. Um, I knew coming in with Coach Signetti, uh when I before he offered me, you know, he made that clear that there wasn't a hundred percent chance of getting a bowl game. But if he said if he said if you know if we win, like they can't they can't ignore us. Um, something good will happen of it if we continue to win games and show what we can do as a team. That's what we did. Uh, we continue to win games. Uh, drew attention from people. People were tweeting about it. It was all over Twitter. Um, other school or other uh, TV hosts were, you know, rooting for us, um, telling us, like, let JMU bowl. So it was just a crazy time. And then we saw a lot of support from, obviously, JMU Nation and, and fans around college football around, around the country. Um, but, no, it was crazy when we found out on social media uh, that what bowl we had. And we were all excited because, you know, that's, that's what we worked for. We knew we wanted a bowl game, and we got it. And we're going to give it everything we have for this last time. All right, last one, Phoenix. You've mentioned Twitter. You've mentioned social media. Um, so fill our audience in on your role and large social media following that I I know you have. What like one hundred seventy five thousand at least on TikTok and Instagram yeah, and yeah. and all of that and and how that's a part of your life and your future. Yeah, I mean it's something I always took enjoyment in um, making funny videos, dancing videos football videos, whatever it may be, um, posting, you know, whatever I'm wearing, like, you know, my jeans, my, my Jordans. Like, I, I just found a real big interest in that field. And obviously around the whole country now and the whole world, that's what people are doing. And it's something that I actually enjoy doing. Like, I don't do it um, for anyone else. I do it for me. It's something I like to do and something I want to do, actually, after football. Um, I want to be more in social media. I do want to be an influencer, um, have, you know, hopefully get on TV, on Netflix one day. That's something in the works um, that I'm trying to do. Um, and I just, you know, I, I, love, I love to be on camera. I love to make people smile, um, try to impact their day in a positive way.
Hey, last one real quick. Minnesota native, yep. five years at North Dakota State. Uh, how'd you enjoy Harrisonburg? How'd you enjoy your time on the East Coast in Virginia? <laughs> I love the East Coast. I uh, visited a friend in New York, um, so I was in two thousand four and a half hour drive. Harrisonburg is a, a beautiful, beautiful city. Um, people are nice. People support you here at JMU. Um, and it, man, the hills are beautiful. The scenes, the, the views that you'll see driving on the highways down to, when I drove to Dallas Airport, Washington, D.C., um, the views are crazy, the hills. It's just a beautiful, scenic area, and um, I love my time here at Harrisonburg. Well, we've loved our time catching up with you this afternoon, Phoenix. Really appreciate the time. We're going to be following you in that bowl game. In fact, we're airing that bowl game right here on 1061 ESPN. So we're really looking forward to it. Thanks for the time today, and good luck not only in the bowl game but in your future in football. Thank you. I appreciate that.